The good news for us today comes from the first book in the Bible, the book of Genesis, chapter 1 and 2. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, Let there be a dome in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the water. And there was morning, the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the sky be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together, God called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there, and there was, was evening, and there was morning, the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was, and there was evening, evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the dome of the sky. So God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves of every kind with which the waters swarm, and every winged bird of every kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And, and there, there was evening, and there, there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind, cattle and creeping things, and wild animals of the earth of every kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind, and the cattle of every kind, and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in God's image. In the image of God, God created them. Male and female, God created them. God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit 
You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that God had made, and indeed, it was very good. And And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that God had done. And God rested on the seventh day from all the work that God had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all the work that God had done in creation. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. This is the good news from God. Can we all say amen? Amen. Thank you to our worship team for helping out. Sisters and brothers, grace to you and peace from God our Creator and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I am really excited to talk to you about the creation story, but I realized, as I mentioned last week, for those of you who were here, that you don't really know me, and I'm still getting to know you. And so if you would indulge me, I'd like to take just a couple of minutes of my time here to tell you a little bit about myself, if if that's okay. And I hope it is, because I actually prepared a little slideshow, so uh, um, I hope that's okay. So, um, let's begin. I am the result of two cells known as gametes, joining together to form a zygote, a fertilized egg. This tiny egg that was me began to copy itself over and over again as it gestated in my mother's womb. Contained inside this growing collection of dividing and multiplying cells was genetic information that determined that my eyes would be hazel and my hair would be brown. And yes, it used to be brown. (laughs) This information, known as deoxyribonucleic acid, or DNA for short, also allowed the replicating cells of my rapidly forming body to begin to specialize, to form specific parts of my body, organs and muscles, ears and toes. Zygote became embryo, embryo became fetus, until eventually, after about nine months of gestation, my mother gave birth to me on May 24th, 1962. After I was born, the cells of my body continued to divide and multiply, allowing my body to grow from infancy through puberty and adolescence to adulthood. The DNA I received from my parents, along with the environment I grew up in, determined that my near vision would go from 20-20 to almost useless in my early 40s, (laughs) and that heart disease and cancer are something that I need to pay attention to as I continue to get older a little bit about me. (laughs) So now you know me better, right? Is that what you were expecting? Probably not. Maybe I should try again. David Lee Eppelsheimer and Mary Marjorie Mintern met and fell in love in the late 40s. They got married and started a life together. Five years after they were married, my brother Gary was born. Two years after that, my sister Lynn. And six years after that, I was born. (laughs) Dave and Marge loved their children very much and did everything they knew how to do to give them the best possible growing up. 
We grew up knowing that family was important and that God is real and active in our lives and in the world. Their quiet faith shaped us as their children, passing that faith on to us and giving us wonderful experiences of community and grace. These experiences were not just limited to the good times, but also the times when I chose to rebel and disobey. (laughs) And when my own relationships challenged me and sometimes even broke my heart. And even when illness and hardship occurred. I grew up knowing that God and my family and friends loved me and that to love and be loved are the greatest of gifts. And that these gifts are worthy of being shared with others. This understanding of God and love that I received through the love and care and nurture of my parents, my family, and my community shaped me into the person I am today. And for this, I am extremely thankful. Is that better? Maybe a little bit more of what you expected? I think you know where I'm going with this, right? If you don't, let me share this story with you. It happened sometime, I think, last spring. I was still serving Sharon Lutheran in Grand Forks, and I got a Facebook message from one of our high school youth. She was a junior. I don't remember exactly how the Facebook message went, but it went something like this. Hey, Rev D, I really need your help. I'm in advanced biology, and my teacher wants me to write a paper, I have to decide between creationism and evolution. And she said, and I'm, because I'm a faithful person, I want to do the right thing, so I need you to help me form my arguments about creationism. I just shook my head. Because you see, her teacher asked her to make a choice, and it's a false choice. Both of the stories that I shared with you about who I am are true, right? But very different. One has to do with biology. The other has to do with relationships. But both are true, as near as I remember. Our creation story for today tells us the truth. But does that mean we discount science entirely? I don't think so. Because you see, the creation story is not a scientific document. And the theory of evolution or any other scientific theory or hypothesis is not a confession of faith. The creation story is a confession of faith. It tells us who we are. Science is all about the what and the how. This story is about the who and the why. This story tells us what we need to know. It tells us who we are. Tells us that we are beloved creations of God. That our lives are not just an accident, but have purpose and meaning. They tell us that we are called to live in relationship with one another, with creation, and with our God. 
Why are we making our kids make a choice? It's like apples and oranges. It's not the same thing. The creation story is a beautiful story of God creating order out of chaos and bringing all of creation into relationship with the divine one who loves all of it. The creation story also tells us something that's very important too, that God is in the midst of all of it. The day and the night, the seas and the earth, all of creation. God's hands are in it. And not just God's hands, but God's breath. The wind of God, the breath, the spirit, all of those words are the same word in the Hebrew. Ruach. I love saying that word. Ruach. You can say it with me, but you just got to say it, apologize to your neighbor afterwards. <laughs> it is the divine breath that gives life to creation. It gives life to each one of us. And then there's that wonderful statement that we are created in God's image. What does that mean? God has hands and feet and hair and a face. Or does it mean that we have been endowed with God's characteristics of living in love and community living in relationship, having compassion and mercy, care for one another. The other thing about this story that I think is amazing, and you, you noticed I asked the worship team to say it, think about your day. Think about how you mark your day. Don't you think about getting up in the morning? going about your business and then coming home at night and going to bed and starting it all over. But that's not what the creation story says. And it was evening and it was morning the first day. Right away, we get a clue about how God works in the world. That God brings light out of darkness. That God brings hope where there is despair, that God brings life where there is death and destruction. This is a powerful story about our identity and our purpose. It's a story that tells us that even when we can't feel it, even when things are bad, even when we're feeling alone and lost, God is there. It tells us that even when evil occurs, even when something like September 11th happens and we feel like God has abandoned us, just the opposite is true. God is there with us, bringing hope where we can't possibly see it. Last week I was uh, driving somewhere, and I'm a huge NPR fan. I love listening to OPB now that I'm back in Oregon, and uh, um, I'm a Fresh Air fan. I know Terry Gross, Fresh Air. Anybody listen to her? And this week she's been doing a lot of stories, kind of commemorating September 11th. And she tells a story. I'm going to just come up here so I get the words exactly right. Um, she tells. She uh, a couple days ago she interviewed um, three different firemen. 
and now I'm not going to find it, so I'm going to have to just, there we go. And so one of the stories involves Captain J. Jonas. And so I have to tell you, I'm driving along and I'm listening to this story, and I almost had to pull over because I got chills on the back of my neck when I heard this amazing account. You see, Captain J. Jonas and the firefighters that were under his command were on the 27th floor of the North Tower when the South Tower fell. Now, Captain Jonas knew this, but his men didn't, and he chose not to tell them. He just said, it's time for us to get out of here. And so they began to make their way down the stairs to safety. But on the way, they encountered a woman, her name was Josephine Harris, who needed their help. Now, everything in Captain Jonas's mind was screaming, get out of here, we don't have much time. But he also knew that this is what firefighters do. And so they stopped and they helped her and they carried her down and they got to the fourth floor when the building collapsed around them. Now, amazingly, they survived. He knew in the midst of the darkness and the noise and the smoke and the dust that he was a goner and that his men would, would die as well. But when the smoke cleared, he called roll call and they were all there and he was, he was okay. And so was Ms. Harris. So Terry Gross in this interview asking him about his experiences that day says this. You say in the book that you don't like it when people say to you, you survived because God was with you. Why don't you like it when people say that? And this was Captain Jonas's reply. By them saying that God was with me that day, you're also kind of saying that God was not with them that day, meaning those who perished. And then he says, and that's certainly not the case. The creation story tells us who we are and whose we are. That we are the children of a loving God who will never leave us. Who grieves when our sin and evil cause terrible things to happen. But who brings life out of death. May we, as God's followers, as followers of the living Christ, when we go out into this, our world in this coming week, may we remember that so that everyone out there can know that they too are loved and that their lives matter. Amen.